and welcome to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Van Doren, and in this podcast, I talk with some of the most creative and inspiring people that I know. From hearing about their process to what holds them back from creating, routines and rituals, to the intersection between creativity and spirituality, you'll hear from writers, actors, singers, dancers, musicians, painters, multi-passionate creatives, and anyone else who considers themselves a creative soul. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast. Oh my goodness, you don't know how good it feels to be back on the mic recording a podcast intro for you all. You may or may not have noticed, but I took a couple weeks off because life happens, life gets crazy, and oh my gosh, so much has happened since the last time we spoke. So we are going to have an interview today, but I wanted to just give a little bit of a life update so you all know where I'm at, and then we can dive into this episode today with Kara Wadka. So first things first, I'll start off with the most exciting news is that I got engaged to my beautiful partner, Paxton. We've been together, it'll be four years in April, and we got engaged on January 8th, 2022, which was magical. We were in New York City, and it was snowing, and it was just perfect in all the ways. Um, So I've been kind of coming down off of that and just dealing with the celebrations and also everything else that comes along with that. I actually really, really, really want to record a separate episode for you all, all about the engagement and how it happened and just the significances of that and a little bit more about our relationship because as I'm reflecting on relationship and what relationship means to me, I really do believe that relationship is another aspect of the creative process. A relationship is a creative act because you are actively building and creating a life together, which is definitely what I'm doing with my partner, Paxton, and just really, it's a fun thing to wear a ring and be a fiance. So celebrating that. And then, like I mentioned, I was in New York City for the holidays with my family and spending time with my nephews, and I'm currently recording this episode from snowy Michigan because my partner is going to school out here, and we've just been dealing with a lot of searching for a home, finding a home, um... If you're new here, I just spent the last four months traveling in Central and South America. And now in this next season and chapter of my life, I'm really trying to find a place to land, a place to ground because creativity and just our mental well-being and health really can only flourish when we create that space to ground. So with those being my updates, really excited to introduce you to Kara Wadka. So Kara is a traveling musician. So this episode is perfect, talking about grounding, finding space, because Kara has actually been on the road since June 2021. She's been traveling the United States with her partner, playing gigs. They have a band together called Sunhead. And so in this episode, we really talk about what that journey has been like, what it's been like traveling on the road. They've been traveling and living in an RV. So we talk a little bit about what that's been like and how she's had to update her nervous system to handle all the changes and all the transitions. So I really resonate with this episode today because as I'm finding my own rhythm and groove and my own transitions and um, changes, it's really helpful to kind of hear from someone else about how they had to learn that and integrate that into their own body. We also get into how to self-manage yourself as an artist. And Kara also teaches vocal and creative masterclasses for high schoolers across the country and curates an online voice studio as well. So we also get into the connection between the vocal cords and the uh, womb center for women, which is really cool. I learned a lot of new things in this episode. So if If you love singing it, voice, traveling, living on the road, you're going to love this episode. And I can't wait for you to meet Kara. Hello, Kara. Thanks so much for coming on the Creative Soul Podcast. Hello, Miss Leia. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. So the first question that I always start off with is what is currently fueling your creative soul? Ooh, 
Oh, this is so impromptu because like I, I've listened to your podcast and I know that you asked this question, obviously, and it like didn't even occur to me that I would be answering this question now. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, I, I, I would say truly it's just like the scene, the scenery where I am right now. I'm in the Florida Keys and it's 78 degrees out. It's, you know, this, there's a little bit of humidity in the air. The sun is shining and it's very pleasant to experience something so different than what a normal winter is for my life, I guess. So that's been, that's been great. And meeting, meeting new people, we actually are staying in an Airbnb right now instead of staying in our RV because we booked like too late <laughs> and all the RV parks were completely full up. Just doing a little studio apartment Airbnb in an actual neighborhood with houses. And it was funny within like 10 minutes of us being here and sitting down, this mom and her son were like walking through the neighborhood, giving out the agenda, the holiday agenda for the neighborhood and all these little parties that were happening. And they were like, come to this Christmas party tomorrow. And we were like, okay. And so then we end up at the neighborhood Christmas party and it, it's it, just stuff like that. It's very fun. Just being open and meeting new people. Oh my gosh. What's it like being in a house versus your RV? Cause you've been living in your RV this whole entire year, right? Yeah. Since, yeah. Since June 1st, the it's, it's, it didn't feel like too much of a shift because like periodically we've stayed at relatives or like good friends houses throughout this trip. And maybe we'll stay for night or maybe we'll stay like for two weeks. So it's, it's, it's nice. There's like space space to walk around which is nice and the cat is like adjusting fine so <laughs> oh my gosh i love that yeah so will you tell us a little bit about like what you've been up to because you've been on this like grand adventure throughout the entire united states and so we tell us about like what you've been doing and and what that's been like for you and how you're feeling yeah so my partner michael and i are playing music and he does guitar and sings and I do the vocals. I, we keep talking about how we're gonna add me on piano soon, but I silly, silly me, I keep uh, putting it off. <laughs> but now we're on Monday, we're actually gonna go pick up a keyboard that has a modulator because he likes to play in 432 Hertz as opposed to the 440 Hertz because 432 Hertz, I believe is like like that's the hertz that like the earth itself puts off oh yeah it's like a healing frequency yeah exactly as opposed to the 440 hertz that i can't remember like in the 1700s someone was like okay this is what we're doing like we're just going to do 440 and that's what we're tuning to it's like well why wouldn't you just do 432 wait so he plays guitar in 432 hertz Mm -hmm. yeah That's he, he so sets his cool. guitar so we have so the piano that we get has to have to be able to adjust to that or it's gonna sound funky okay cool yeah so yeah. will you tell us like where have you been like where did your journey start where yeah. have you gone and and yeah give us a little bit about like what the journey's been like so far yeah we left st george utah on june 1st and we First did the Northern Arizona area and Northern New Mexico, and it wasn't too hot there yet. So that was like, we knew that was kind of the only time that year that we'd be in the area and could do that. And went through like Flagstaff, Lake Havasu, Santa Fe area, Taos, and played gigs there. We actually had four people then, and we're doing the band thing with like percussion and bass and guitar and then me singing. and about six weeks in and then two months in it like whittled down to just michael and i because everybody else was like you know what not not ready for the road life which is completely understandable you know nobody signs a blood contract to do this it's like if you want to do it you do it for a time period and then you go off and then you know peace be with you. So we talk about like, you know, adding different people in sometimes like, oh, if we met somebody on the road or left who, you know, wanted to play bass or like wanted to do percussion or wanted to do saxophone, like whatever it is, mm -hmm. we're like, oh yeah, we could be interested in like adding them in shows or something. But for right now, we're just really trying to like hone in on like our craft and just the two of us and tailoring it to what uh, we're looking for so that when someone does come along who wants to work with us, that we have a solid product and we're, we can say like, this is what we do. This is what we're looking for from you. Mm -hmm. And 
like like yeah like this is you know this is our our brand essentially yeah what um, was the decision like to go on the road like how how did that conversation even come about like was there a certain time limit that you were going to be on the road for? Like, I'm just super curious. How does someone make that choice of like, okay, now I'm just going to go live on the road and live this like artist performer life doing gigs in all these different places. Like how, what is the decision-making process like? Really just kind of balls to the wall, like <laughs> in that sense, because I was, I was like teaching high school. Like I had a stable job. I was doing like musical theater for high school and choir at this, in Utah and it was and it was wonderful and I had a great experience and I was loving the kids and Michael was doing he had started a, a mushroom company for medicinal mushrooms and he was like trying to get that on its feet and this was I guess we were like really just coming out of the first year of COVID and sort of looking around going what do we really want to do hmm. and what is the time frame for that? Like, is it a now or never situation? And while I don't think it's the now or never, I think it's the why not now. It's like, just do it. If you, if you want to do something, do it. The point of life is to live, not to like, you know, worry or be scared or think about, you know, what could go wrong, which obviously we think about all the time, yeah. <laughs> especially when you, when you, when you go for the big, when you do something risky, it's like, you know, you got to risk it for the biscuit, right? <laughs> like that silly phrase kind of makes a lot of sense. And the risk versus the reward when there is high risk, there can be high reward. And Michael's always talked about going on the road. That's always been something on his heart and mind. And I was open to it, but I don't think I didn't wrap my head around what either it would really be like or what uh, it would, what kind of undertaking that would be. I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, like that would be cool. And then he started pushing the, putting the pressure on of like, hey, if you say you want to do this, then we have to do it. Mm -hmm. And it became like, okay, well, how, how do we do it? And then it became, all right, well, we could get like, what kind of vehicle do we need? What? kind of equipment do we need to bring? How many people do we want to bring? And really the vehicle was the biggest deciding, like that, that made it happen. When we decided to get the RV, it was like, okay, now we have a place to like live on the road because people full-time in their RVs across the country all the time. It has enough space for us and for possibly other people and to put all of our equipment. So that was, yeah, that was the that was pretty much the deciding factor for that. And so, yeah, I'm like, so now it's been what, like almost six months or a little more than six months? I think months? we're in month seven. Month seven. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So like what has, what has been the biggest lesson or the biggest takeaway from going to all these different places, from performing, from like, yeah, just lit, being an artist on the road. Like I find that so fascinating. And I think it is one of those things where, it's somewhat like one of those dreams that people have, but the amount of people that actually go out there and really do it is like not as many people. Like, like I have no idea what that's like to live on the road. So I'm like, what, what is that like? Like, what is, what is like a day in the life look like? Like what, yeah, what is that? Well, you wake up and you have to like, remember what time zone you're in. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's ooh, day in the life. Um, it, it well yeah you you wake up in your rv <laughs> um and you're generally like you know you're either you're in two places you're in an rv park with you know a bunch of other people or or you're out like parked in nature somewhere which is always refreshing and always really nice and a lot of our time on the road has been like you're in a constant state of like planning and prepping because before we left we you know we were just like living our normal life and also like booking in advance and we weren't living in the rv we weren't moving around yet we didn't have you know five hour drives to do and then to get to that gig you know that night and set up and do a show and right all that so once we got on the road like we had we left and we had june fully booked and we had part of july booked 
And then we didn't really have August booked, but we weren't at the time we weren't too worried about it. We were like, oh, well, when we're running around in June, like once we get on the road, we'll just be booking and it'll be fine. So we had and a little bit sporadically booked in like September and October. And then when we got on the road in June and realized how difficult it was to like do all like move every day, drive around, play like three or four gigs a week, and then also try and book on top of that. Oh my gosh, it was so, it was difficult. It was really hard. Yeah. Um, and we certainly, and we had four people at the time and like corralling everybody to have that focus of what the goal is was much more difficult than we anticipated. And then we ended up booking, we were able to book some gigs in August, but it was like slower than June and July had been. And so that was a big lesson of like, how regulated do we actually need to be? It was something that either I thought was going to come more naturally because when I lived in the house, I had my routine. I knew what was going on. I went to work. Like I, you know, drove home. I fed the cat. Like every, you know, it was all set up. But now I'm in this completely different routine that I would say I severely underestimated. And now I have to add back in these necessary things that need to get done. So it was, it took like an embarrassing amount of time for me <laughs> to like really get my system regulated to get my routine down and get my like anxiety in my body figured out get my mental anxiety checked in because my life was like so different and I didn't expect to maybe develop some anxiety in my body or mind at times and then all of a sudden I'm like I'm having a breakdown like what's going on <laughs> yeah I I can totally I can really relate to that because like I've been on I haven't been on the road like you have but I've been kind of traveling nomadically for the past couple months and usually I travel in the way where like I have my itinerary like I know where I'm going when but this time I really wanted to like embrace a sense of freedom around it so I didn't book anything in advance and I was booking things like a week before, like a couple of days before, which I thought would feel like freedom. But instead of feeling like freedom, it did give me more anxiety of like, yeah, I don't know where I'm going to sleep in, in the next couple of days. And now I have to like spend all this time to figure that out and like, you know, be on my computer figuring that out. And it's like, I couldn't really relax into a place until I did that. And so uh, yeah, I want to hear more about like what it took to kind of regulate your system and like, because it is really hard when you don't have that stable ground beneath you. And I, I mean, of course it's a choice. Yeah. But I think it's interesting when like, we don't have that like grounding and that rooting, you know, automatically created for us. Like, how do we create that for ourselves, especially as a traveling musician, a traveling creative, a traveling artist. So like, what were some of the things that you had to do to ground you in each place and to regulate your nervous system so that you were just okay and like feeling your emotions instead of just kind of go, go, going without having time to like process and integrate. Yeah. So I'm going to say that there have been like three different phases of this road trip because we had the phase of four people. We had the phase of three people, and then we had the phase of just the two people. Mm. And it was like a reset every time. Mm. And that was a little jarring because we would go okay all right well we're gonna pivot and we can like basically like keep doing most things we've been doing and we just have to make these few adjustments with like you know either what the website says or the videos or like what we're sending out to people to book it's like okay we'll make these little adjustments and it was hard for four people to come together every single night and essentially have a business meeting you know in a way and for everybody and for this whole project or endeavor to carry the same weight on everybody that mm -hmm. was difficult as well because it's always when you're working with a group of people it's always going to mean more to one person than it does to another person and that's just group work you know like everybody learns that in high school <laughs> there's one person who maybe is working really really hard and there's another person who's kind of slacking off mm -hmm. um and that that is what it is you know hopefully you can find the amazing group of people who are all overachievers <laughs> but 
it was and like that was the biggest that was the hardest obstacle for us was like coming together and saying okay what do we all have to do tomorrow like what are your personal needs that have to get met and then what are the group needs that have to get met so that was that was proved to be difficult and then when it was three people it was like kind of the same it was like okay what are your personal needs what are the group needs but it was still easier because you were just you had less factors that you were working with and then when it got down to michael and i i think that's when it also felt most right like we sat down and we were like oh yeah, this is what, like, this is what we need to be doing. Like, maybe we should have been doing this. And, you know, it's, there are no, no regrets or just lessons learned, right? Of like, okay, maybe we went, like, went to bite off way more than we could chew immediately. But now we've reached a place that is like, just right. We're at the Goldilocks level. It's like, okay, we're... The porridge is just right. And then it beca- then it became Michael and I sitting down every night and going, okay, what did, this is our huge giant to-do list. What did we get done? All right, cool. We got like one thing done, but sometimes we get five things done and sometimes we get zero things done. <laughs> and rolling over to the next day of like, okay, what's the priority? What do we have to work on? What do we have to get done? Still the learning curve being very high because like none of us had you know, built a website before or like really religiously worked on social media or any kind of social media promotion in that way, like that you're, you are your own marketing and it's, and it feels weird sometimes. And you probably, I think everybody who self promotes kind of has that feeling of like, oh my gosh, I actually am yellow pages. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Bring back the yellow pages. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and like that is essentially all that Instagram is now or YouTube. So many of these social media sites, they are really just advertisements. They're advertisements for whatever it is that you need in a visually stimulating, you know, metaverse kind of way. Yeah, wherever Facebook is going with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just this other world that you tap into and it's like virtual yellow pages, like, kind of. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that's been an interesting development of trying to get in. And then it, and like, it's a habit, like the habit of posting about the gig, the habit of like Mm. taking pictures and getting the video and like making sure it's good video when it's just the two of us. It's, it's hard to get like good video because like you don't have a videographer, like who's, we don't have a videographer all the time. Like every once in a while we'll meet somebody because we'll be in a place for like a little bit longer. And that was really helpful. Like we actually did kind of an impromptu trip to New York city in October and we were there for two weeks at the end of October and were able to do some fixes on the RV because that's where Michael's family lived. So we like parked in their narrow Staten Island driveway with the RV and like towed the Jeep through Staten Island. That was also fun. I do most of the driving actually for the RV. Like that's like my thing. I really like it. And it. I remember the first time I drove it, it felt like I was driving a spaceship. I was like, this thing is so big. Like it's huge. Oh <laughs> and I'm just by myself in the RV, like trying to drive it, you know, the three miles from where I bought it, like back to our house in Utah. And I'm just like, oh God, (laughs) everything and I'm going to hit a tree. And it was, it was funny. It felt like it does. It totally feels like you're driving a tour bus. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I'm like, even if I'm in like a, I don't know, what are those? I'm so bad with car names. What? Like super? No. The, the big ones. I like call cars like the big ones, the medium sized ones, and the yeah, like a big SUV. Yeah, 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 SUVs. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. I'm like, I can't even drive SUVs. Like, they, those feel huge for me. I like, like, yeah. mini, mini car. Yeah. Mm. And, and Michael was like nervous for when we were going to go into Staten Island. I was like, I've done it all now. Like, I got this. <laughs> yeah, you've driven across the entire United States, which is wild. It was, yeah, it was, you know, the hardest, the hardest part. And it was when I was first driving it was when we were going like all throughout the Rocky Mountain area up and down Mm. because we would go over these mountain passes that were like a 9% grade, sometimes 10% grade, which means for every hundred feet that you go. So if it's a 10% grade, every hundred feet that you go, you drop 10 feet. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah. So sometimes they're like, you know, they're narrow and they're a hairpin turn and you're also like, you know, feel like you're going down. And there've definitely been a lot of crashes and rattles like inside the RV, you know, like something's going to fall over because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm taking this turn too tight. And then, you know, the pots and pans fall down or whatever it is. So like traveling with your house on your back, essentially. Oh, (laughs) I feel like it is kind of the essential cancer way. So I try and tap into that, but it's also unstable. And I'm like, okay, and I'm at peace with it. Like, it's Mm. fine. (laughs) Yeah, I'm wondering for yourself, like kind of going back to self-regulating and like, it's interesting hearing group dynamics. Because I think, especially as a creative, like collaborating as a creative, I think it is such an interesting thing. Cause it's like, yeah, how do you work together and, and have all these different personalities and you're working towards like this common goal. So for you and in, in, in the aspect of like a band and traveling together and living together, like that is a lot for just yeah. people living and working together and trying to create art together and like do the business side of things together too. But then like, is, was there any Like, was there something that you had to do at each place to feel like, okay, I have arrived or any kind of like self-care practices that you do for yourself to just make like sure that you're getting that time for yourself? Yeah, I, I, Michael actually like really had to have a talking to with me. He was like, Kara, you don't have a routine and you're falling apart. And I'm like, I'm like, he's right. He's like, you used to make a cup of tea every morning. I never see you make a cup of tea. And you're like, I know. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yes, I have to make my cup of tea. And it became, and, and this is when I really started to dive into like the body versus the consciousness and where creativity like fell within all of that because I was I would be driving all the time and I was like oh my body's stiff and it was like well Kara you should really like start stretching and doing yoga again you haven't done that since you've left so like three months in I like had my I had my epiphany moment I was like I am not taking good care of myself Mm -hmm. and therefore everything else is stressing so if I spend the 20 minutes even just breathing and stretching, getting into my body, every other aspect of the routine and this life and the moving will become so much easier and fall into place. Because I was, I was really like thinking and focusing on like the sacral chakra, which houses our creativity. And especially as women, like that also housing your womb and being you know life itself like we are the creators and the housers of life and if we are not right with our bodies then we won't be right with our mind Mm. Mm. yeah so important to remember and i and i had this conversation with michael and i was like and i feel like for men it's kind of the opposite where they need to be right with their mind in order to be right with their body Oh, interesting. Oh, I could so see that. Yeah. 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 And so like, but for women, like the body has to come first because you have to tap into uh, your trust and your awareness because like you give life. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. You as a person, (laughs) like, like if you can't listen to yourself and if you don't understand the power and the creativity you have, then how in the world are you going to like use it in your everyday life? So I started stretching and, you know, getting into my body and exercising more and making my cups of tea every day and listening, listening, listening. And it was then that I felt like everything kind of became a lot easier on the road. And then I felt like I had more freedom as well. And it, everything that seemed so overwhelming and so hard, all of a sudden was kind of like, oh, I get to do this. This is so nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, how great. And, you know, I, I, I'm glad that I came to that conclusion. It's like, well, I wish I could have figured this out. And, you know, maybe the past three months would have been a little bit easier, but we're here now and that's okay. (laughs) Um, so it's been, it's been easier. It's been more pleasant. The gigs have been, you know, easier, even like with, with singing, even like you, you know, your throat chakra and 
your sacral chakra are like very connected and work in tandem with each other. And even like if your cervix is tightened, like your jaw and your cervix are also in tandem with each other. And if one's tight, the other's going to be tight. So it's like, all right, gotta, how do you relax everything? And especially when you're singing and speaking and taking note of your jaw and your neck and everything in between so that you can just give of yourself. Mm. Mm, Yeah, that I love that that was like a lesson that you kind of had to learn because I think when you are on the road, it's like, it is hard to have those, routines that you might have at home, but then noticing, like noticing how that was affecting everything else in your life. And yeah. yeah, And I didn't know about the cervix and the jaw connection. I knew about like sacral and throat and even just like our vagina looks like our, our vocal cords, which is also similar. Like they, they look the same, which is actually like a thing, but I didn't know about cervix and jaw. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of like cool connections of like your whole like kind of womb center and your voice and your throat and your yeah. larynx and all that stuff. Yeah, it's mm. it's definitely very very interesting. I I've been trying to dive into that too of you know, how do you yeah, cuz it all comes back to this like kind of tapping into this like the authenticity that is you. Yeah. Like who are you? You're not just one part of you you're not just your voice or your eyes or you know your sneeze or hair or whatever it is like Mm. it is everything so how do you pay credence to every single part of you even the parts that you know maybe you've thought you didn't appreciate in the past Mm. because at some point your soul was like i choose this have this nose and that's you Mm. yeah how did you start diving into this because i I don't think we've ever talked about this before, but yeah, wondering like what, is it just being on the road and and knowing like how to best use your body and voice as an artist or as a channel, but like what kind of got you into that work? Before I left, I happened to read Alan Watts. um, And I don't know, you seem familiar, yes. And I read his book called The Book and it's the taboo, uh, gosh, the book on the taboo against knowing who you are. And I read that cover to cover and I was like, oh, (laughs) I see. (laughs) So I definitely recommend that book to any, anyone, any walk of life artist, you know, or someone who doesn't feel like an artist, you will definitely hopefully feel that way after you read it. And yeah, it was that, that kind of like put me on that journey of the as above, so below everything inside of you is also on the outside and the entire universe is within you as well. If you, if you want it, it's there for you. Mm, I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Going back to kind of this like self-management being an artist and kind of doing all of the roles, you know, you're both the creator, the singer, the performer, the artist, but also like the talent agent, the booking agent, the videographer, the social media, you know, doing all of the things. And so I guess we talk a little bit more about that and like, what have you learned in that process and, and just how do you balance all of the different roles and, and especially like being on the road, booking on the road, like it's just a lot. And so how do you, how do you stay organized or just how do you kind of keep it all going? Uh, I gotta have my list. That's just my personal thing. I, I don't know if anyone can work without a list. And if you are that person, I would love to know your method because <laughs> that sounds fascinating to me. <laughs> and, you know, keeping, I always have to remind myself that generally the task that I'm about to do is going to take less time than I think when it comes to especially like sending like little clerical work, like sending emails or updating something on a website or posting something, making a phone call. I, yeah, I, it's like, okay, it actually doesn't take that much time. And then the stuff that does take time, like getting work done on one of the vehicles or trying to, I, I, Michael's gonna change a pickup on his guitar tomorrow, things like that. It's like, okay, block off a huge amount of time for that because you never know but like this email that i need to send or even these 10 emails that i'm going to send or these 10 phone calls i'm going to make i can knock that out in 20 minutes 
Mm. So kind of understanding what takes what kind of time now has been very helpful. What, what else did you ask? You asked about. Yeah, just, or, well, now another question is coming up of like, how do you book gigs? Like, how do you know where to find, like, do you, is it just like a Google research of like bars or, you know, places like, what does that process even look like? Yeah. So at first for us, it was like Google and Yelp and finding like the keywords of like people's reviews that like said they had live music. If maybe the restaurant didn't explicitly say it on their website and you know, we booked a lot of gigs that way. And then it wasn't until September where we met this super fun bass player in Nashville who turned us on to this website called Indie on the Move. Oh. And they just have like this giant database of places that have live music, like in every city across America. And they are tailored towards like people who are doing what we're doing, which is being on the road and like trying to book your own tour and getting your music out there and getting it heard. So that was that was a super a super cool find and has been very resourceful for us. So that's made that's made things easier. But like, you know, we still Google and still look places up. We're trying we know we have to be booking at least two months in advance. Mm. Like that's kind of just a general rule of thumb for us now is like we always make sure that we are like for wherever we, we want to be in San Diego for February um, and March. So I know today I got some research to do for San Diego for February, and March, and that is generally the amount of time that people have like been ready to book to some places will book even farther in advance. And that's awesome because then at least we can kind of have like a little trail of things that we know we can follow. But for like one place, like two months in advance has been, has been working for us. And that was another thing that we learned is it's hard to change locations all the time. We, that, that was just something that it's like, it's hard to do it with the RV and towing the Jeep and like everything that we have to get together in order to move around takes longer and just more energy than we accounted for. So we, our, our rule is now like, we don't drive more than two hours and play a gig that same night. Mm. Yeah, we're not going to drive like five hours and set up and play the gig and then like leave with everything and go find where we're staying for the night. Like it's too much. It sucks. So and it is way better to do your trip. Like if we know we have a long haul, so like the long haul back when we leave Florida and we go to the West Coast, we're going to give ourselves probably like 15 days to get over there. Yeah. but we're probably not going to book more than like two or three gigs in that time period because it's just going to be too much. Mm. It'll be like the travel has to be about the travel and then the destination where we end up will stay there for longer and we'll book more intensely in that one area. Mm, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so fast. I love like the little the lessons learned that you would have never learned unless you do it, you know, or unless you have someone right. who's done it, who has told you. And so I'm yeah. like, even thinking for you, like, I don't know, like even for, for people who are maybe curious about this lifestyle or are thinking of going on the road like that, like, I don't know, creating some resource or something for them of like, just those do's and don'ts of like, yeah, that, you know, stay in one place for X amount of time because it is too much to go from here and here to here. So that just made me think of that. Yeah, that would, I'm, I'm actually like curating right now a, a little masterclass for, that is specifically for um, the self-management, self-management for creatives and like kind of, and that, but that would be interesting to like specifically add the mm -hmm. traveling musician aspect. Yeah. Um, what would you add to self-management for creatives? Just for any creators, if they're not traveling musicians, like what kind of things would you share? It's. We talked to quite a few people who had done it like by themselves and who had been like, oh yeah, I, like I went out and I played music for like, you know, three months, four months or whatever it is. And it's certainly easier just with like you, your guitar or keyboard or whatever it is. And, you know, then you have, I think you can have a lot more energy because yeah, you're not like towing an entire getup and, you know, uh, how lugging all of your like tons of equipment around all the time like it's it can be just you and your speaker and your guitar so if with the if there's more involved planning planning and specifics accounting for the time 
like cushioning your time more than you think you need. And then when a hiccup happens, like you shrug your shoulders and kind of be like, you know what? Just got to keep moving on. Like we've definitely canceled certain gigs and there was a lesson in that. It's like, okay, well that was us overbooking ourselves because we physically now cannot do this. Like we can't get there. We're dying. (laughs) So it was the, yeah, it's, you can't, you have to understand what the lesson is. You can't be too hard on yourself. Yeah. And yes, staying, staying organized and finding, yeah, like organization and creation sometimes kind of seem like they're on opposite ends of the room. Totally. But how do you, if you organize early and you organize often, you're going to have more room for the creative play. Mm, I love that. Yeah. It's like creating that structure for yourself so that you can flow. Yeah. So that you can flow. And I, and I think that is, that's one of the biggest lessons that we've had to learn that I've certainly had to learn as well. Like, you know, how much, how much time do you need to allot for, you know, getting gas or versus how much time do you allot for the, you know, trip to the coffee shop? If the trip to the coffee shop turned into an hour and a half, it's kind of like, oh, well, we could have been a little better with our time management. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, especially as we're moving into 2022, what are you excited for next? And like, where do you see yourself going? Um, Are you going to continue this lifestyle or like, do you see yourself grounding down at some point? I know you also did a little studio recording. So yeah. What are you excited for? That's, that is a great question because really the, I would say it was about like three weeks ago to a month ago that I walked outside the RV and it was like a beautiful day and I was ever so delighted. And I was like, oh, I'm really enjoying this. (laughs) Like six months down the road. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna be really bummed when we stop doing this. And I kind of had that go through my mind and I was so happy to be in that place, though, of knowing that I would miss it and knowing that, like, I have arrived that I felt like I arrived when I figured that out and really started, like, enjoying just the moment and the experience and being excited for the future. I was like, oh, we're good. Like, I let go of everything. I let go of, like, the credit card bill that I have to pay because this whole thing takes a lot of money. I'm sort of looking at that as like getting going back to school and getting my master's i'm like oh that's my student loan for like this adventure (laughs) and like letting go of that and just knowing that we have now set ourselves up in order to do this sustainably and for a long period of time and feeling good about that um and so i'm excited for things to be a little more regulated and easy in that aspect but i'm excited for the places the new places that we'll see and now that we've been doing this so long and we're like coming back around now to places that we've really enjoyed so i'm emailing today actually like some places where we played in june and i'm like hey we're gonna be coming through in march or april or whatever it is and are you you know what what day do you have open for us Mm. um so that's that's going to be exciting and then of course you know the new the new navigation michael has this phrase that i really like he he says you know i want friends as far as the eye can see that yeah like every time you go to a new place i think we've both become really really open to you know the experiences and meeting new people and that's been that's been helpful in like making the journey less lonely because when you're traveling especially when it's you know it's nice to be able to travel with someone else but when you're traveling by yourself you kind of become this different person i would say because you're like i have nothing i just got myself (laughs) and now if i want to have some necessary companionship i need to go talk to somebody or I need to go meet somebody. So that's, that's been fun. And it's just been wonderful to hear everybody's stories and what they are doing and see what's really going on in life. Because I think we can get trapped like in our echo chambers and tunnel visions of like what's online. And we forget that there's a whole big wide world out there of everyday people who are 
you know, just trying to live and work and, you know, have their family and, and really, and they all want the same things. They want safety and they want to be loved and cared for and they want their family and friends and the people they love to succeed. And that's been pleasant because everywhere you go, it's like, oh yeah, everybody here wanted that. And so do those people. And so do those people. Okay, maybe the world's not so bad. (laughs) Yeah, right. I feel like social media gives us this impression that just the world is like dying, you know, and like the world, all these terrible things are happening all the time. But it's like when you're actually out there in the real physical world and not in the metaverse, you know, in that online space that we all kind of live in, especially with the pandemic of like being stuck inside and not having anywhere else to find human connection, like just finding that online you really realize like, yeah, the world is so much bigger and smaller than you think, because like, there are so many beautiful, kind people out in the world. And even like, even traveling, you know, people say like, like I would always hear like, oh, Mexico city is such a dangerous place, all these things. And it's like, I had a beautiful experience in Mexico city. I never felt in danger. Like, you know, you hear one news story and then suddenly that's your impression of the place. And it's like, no, in reality, that's not, that's not what what is happening and so coming back to that truth of like yeah we, we we all want the same things you know we tend to demonize the other side or the other when in reality it's like we all want the same things we're all we're all fighting for the same things like we we got to remember that and and come together in that way yeah i like that yeah i i agree with what you're saying and i i would love to see a list i want someone to pop out a list of like everything we have in common as opposed to like our differences what if someone was like oh this is what we all have in common and that list would be very long <laughs> oh i love that oh I think as, as much as much credence as you pay to the differences you have to pay that much to what we have in common and, and how beautiful is humanity that we are literally all unique on the outside but yeah. we're the same on the inside Mm, I love that. It's like different. What's that phrase where it's like same path? No, different path, same mountain. It's like we're all walking towards the same mountain. So it's like same. Yes. Yeah. Same thing there. Oh, well, I love this. I love just like, I don't know, hearing a little bit more about just the practicalities of what it takes to be an artist on the road and like yeah, just even what that process is, because I think someone who's not like you would have no idea unless you're doing it or unless you're talking to someone who's doing it. So I don't know for anyone listening, like if that's something they desire or even just kind of like managing themselves as, you know, marketing themselves and and all the things that go under of like being promoting yourself as an artist, like you were talking about, I think it's just cool to hear of like all the different things that go into it. And it's like, it's overwhelming, but it's like one step at a time and you learn the lessons as you go, as we all do. And mm-hmm. that's just, that it's just the journey, which is fun and exciting, even, even though it's challenging at times. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had this thought last week. I was like, oh, the grand purpose of all of us is simply living like that. And that's enough. That's enough. You don't need anything else. Thank you. Well, as we're closing up, I love to leave people with creative resources. And I know you already put the Alan, the shared the Alan Watts book, which we'll definitely check out. But are there anything else that's particularly inspiring you right now or something that was really important for you and your like creative artist journey, something that really spoke to you? Yeah, that Alan Watts, the book, reading the four agreements was also really nice. And we've been listening to a lot of Crosby, Stills and Nash and that everyone needs to go listen to that song carry on the drop and that song is like so prime (laughs) oh yes and we also just like inherited i would say a thousand cds from his uncle when we passed through north carolina and so many things that we've never heard of and so like popping in a cd while we're driving now that is new to us like that's been cool i feel like i haven't had the time to explore new music since i was in like high school and college because life has been so crazy i've just been listening to like the same things over and over again so we listened we popped in this cd called donna the buffalo that was the band name and we were like 
this band is awesome. Oh my <laughs> like, gosh. Such great jams. And so that that was like that was a fun, a fun moment. And yeah, just like always expand trying to expand our set and then like putting our own our own flavors into it. And of course the new places are always like whenever you can go somewhere new, the unknown is never the step backwards. Mm. Like you're mm. gonna learn something. So putting putting yourself, that's that's a Michael quote. He also wants credit for that. <laughs> that's really beautiful. Yeah, that's going it's and sometimes it's like feels like a work to kind of force myself to like go to a new place because like I'm constantly going to new places and it's like, oh my gosh, one more, here we go. I would love something familiar, but it's just, you know, it's I'm I'm just simply trying to take what life is handing me that's right in front of me, like living in the present and taking being grateful for simply what is right in front of me as opposed to wishing for, you know, something that is far away. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Well, where can we find you and where can we listen to your music and keep up to date with like where are you going to be passing through? Maybe people listening are like in the places that you'll be and they can come check you out. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram at the band Sunhead and our website has a calendar on it, which is also the And so you'll see us there. We're going to be, we're in the Florida Keys until the end of January. And then we're going to be slowly making our way back to the West coast. Like I was talking about I'm kind of missing the mountains. But, oh, and we have our YouTube, which is just Sunhead. And if you want to subscribe to us, that would be amazing because we can have our own. If we get 100 subscribers, we can get our like own like named URL. And that would be nice as opposed to just the random letters and numbers that it is right now. <laughs> that's where that's where Instagram and the website is where we're most active and then posting on YouTube. Oh, and we have a TikTok now, the band Sunhead. That's right. And then we're going to set up a Patreon too. And, but like still navigating that, that journey that's been, yeah. Cool. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Kara. I'm like so excited to see where you go next and just continuing to follow your journey, like throughout the States and just playing music and like sprinkling your magic all across, all across the country, which I feel like is so needed. So I'm like grateful that you're out there on the road doing it and kind of integrating those lessons that you can then share with us, which is beautiful. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode and thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend and tell them what inspired you. Or if you'd be so kind, you can rate and review the podcast. And when you do, I would love to gift you my free guided writing meditation that will connect you to your creativity, yourself, and your spirituality. Just go on over to my Instagram at Leah Van Doren. That's L-E-Y-A-V-A-N-D-O-R-E-N and send me a screenshot of your review and I will send over the meditation and I would love to hear your thoughts. Stay inspired, stay creative, and keep shining your creative soul. Thank you.